God bless you. This is Pastor R.R. Jordan. Thank you for tuning into the Advancing Church Podcast. You know, the Bible says in Romans 10 and 17 that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. I pray that today's message will ignite your faith to propel you forward to the next level in your walk with Christ. Now let's get into today's message. Man, it's just a good day to be alive. Is that all right? Is that right? So, and I'm honored to be here. Uh, thank you, Pastor Sean, First Lady uh, Jordan. Thank you so much um, for the invitation. Uh, man, I've heard so many great things about the church. I just hadn't been able to get by um, the church, and I've, I've known a few um, few of the people here. And uh, But, you know, St. Louis is, is small. Like, it's small, but it's big. It's like I've never accidentally bumped into Nan one of y'all. <laughs> never. You know what I'm saying? Um, man, worship was amazing. Thank you guys for just leading us to a place that we couldn't have gone to without you guys. So thank you so much. Um, so let me just start with this. My birthday was last week, so let's get that out of the way. Um, if you, so I was 39 last week, and uh, I've been married 17 years. I got a 16-year-old, 16-year-old daughter. Um, man, it's just good to be alive, man. You know, I could be doing a whole lot of other things. But yo, I'm just happy to be here, you know? Um, so this is Youth Sunday, right? Yeah. And you know, Youth Sunday is amazing, but the only problem with Youth Sunday is that the other people think they're supposed to come to church. Because they say it's Youth Sunday. Tell them they missed it. They're going to miss it. They're going to miss it. You know, just a little bit about my story. My mom's here. Shout out to mom. What's up, mom? Shout out to my beautiful mother. Um... And my mother, she's a trooper, man. My father, when I was three years old, my father went to prison. He was in prison for 26 years. Yeah. Wow. Say that again. It was challenging. But, man, she's amazing. She got Mother's Day cards, Father's Day cards, whatever the card came out. I tried to make sure I honored her with that. Um, but it's not, it's not easy growing up without a father. You know? It's not easy. And I'm talking, I, I feel like for me, my my. My job today is just a multi-generational conversation. This is Youth Sunday, but nobody's admitted. I feel like what God wants to do has a lot to do with our youth. But it has a lot to do with people that are not. Because it's, it's crazy. I've been in church a long time. You see moves of God. But then you also see people that don't respond to moves of God because it doesn't look like where they used to do. <laughs> you know, growing up without a father causes this challenge. I smoked weed all the time, as much as I could. Smoked often. As, it was like communion, as much as you think of it. <laughs> do this. You feel me? I was like that. Very promiscuous. But people say, sin not fun. That's a lie. Don't get quiet on me. Don't get quiet on me. Listen, I do this to churches across America. You don't, you don't think sin was fun, so why did it take you so long to stop? The Bible says you enjoy the pleasure of sin for a season. It wasn't boring. <laughs> I had a good time. And it was free, but I thought it was free. 
but he presents it in a free way. The wages of sin, it, I, I paid, but it was seemingly free. I'm just trying to talk to people. You see back in my hoodie? Free people, free people. This me, though. I got some hoodies with me. I got some T-shirts. We'll talk about all that later. But I had a good time doing it. But I didn't realize I was paying for it, even though it was free. Because what you wear after you do what you do, or the weight of what happens to you after you do what you do, that's a wage. That's a... Even when something happens to you that you don't have control over. You know, I like to say this, that we're only as sick as our secret. You're sick because the enemy wants you to not say what happened to you or what's happening to you or what had happened to you or what you've done. He, his goal is to get you to be quiet and make you live like everything cool. I said everything because I'm from St. Louis. <laughs> and this, is, this is the idea that the enemy entraps us by thinking we're free but we free slave. That's why the Bible says that no longer be entangled or enslaved in the yoke of bondage. I have a text, I have a few, but I just want to share my heart. That's okay. You know, when you're young and you're growing up, you think like you got all the time in the world. But it used to be when I used to watch the news, you see people that 60 years old passing away. Oh, she's 95. She's lived an amazing life. But can I tell you, that's not the story anymore. Straight bullet goes through a house seven years old, 16 years old, 14 years old. When I was youth pastor, I was in the North City, I used to hate watching the news because I would think that if I turn on the news, I would see somebody that came to my youth group, which had happened, and they died. I just want to tell y'all that you're not promised nothing. And this is not just for youth. This is for anybody that has an ear. Let them hear what the Spirit is saying to us. I understand that God is wanting to do something, and not just wanting, but he's going to do something. And it is paramount, and it's massive what he's going to do in the lives of every young person, not just in this room, but in across the globe. How so? I've seen it. I've been in a room with over 5,000 students. And 50% of them came up and flooded the altar for suicide. And I tell you what this looks like when a mass deliverance it's a room of 5,000 students. This is what I love about students. When they start being honest, they just be honest. You like, have you ever watched porn before? No. Oh, me, man, I've been watching porn. I've been doing this. I've been doing it. just boom, 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 boom. But the problem is, is when you watch porn, and I, I'm, I'm, I'm taking trails. These are very intentional. But when you watch it, Something happens, dopamine, and these things begin to shoot off in your mind. Yeah. And addiction comes from this, but after you watch it, you don't feel good. But the enemy makes you think it's okay. But if it was okay, why can't you do it in public? Walk with me. I just... And I'm not identifying certain things. I'm just... Pointing out a little of, of the things that the enemy will try to trick you with and keep you quiet. Yes, it happened to you. Life happens to us all. Things happen to us all. 
Oh, smoking weed ain't nothing. It is something. Do it in front of your mom. <laughs> do it in front of your mom. Why you don't do it in front of your mom? Why? Why you don't have sex with that girl in front of your mom? Why you don't cuss in front of your mama? Yeah, mama, exactly. Why you don't? It's because you know it's not right. I've seen God do things in this generation that had taken generations before years to happen. I was in a shopping mall, and this particular story, this man, he was a Hispanic gentleman. <clears throat> he had a massive stomach. I mean, not because, some of, not, he was, not because he was eating, right? It was because he, you knew something was wrong. Long story short, he had a tumor in his stomach. I'm in a shopping mall. And at this time, we had took students with us, because I like to take students out there to do evangelism to heal the sick, because something happens to a student whose mind and eyes have seen somebody heal. That life never goes back to normal. So, long story short, this man, I said, can I pray for you? He's like, yeah. I'm like, cool. He lifts his shirt up in the... So at this point, my whole ministry is on the line. <laughs> like, everything that I've ever said, like, yo, it's being tested right now. Phones is out. It's a real situation. Shirt is up. I said, well, Lord, it's always on you, but yo, it's really on you right now. And the students, they like... Like, we want to see. Is you real or is you fake? And I'm like, Lord, they want to see if you real or fake. So I pray for the man's stomach. I'm the only one name that always works. The name of every name. Jesus' name. Be healed. He pukes out a tumor the size of a grapefruit. Listen, you see, you students, like, I like the way you're looking at me. Like, you adults, I like the way you look at me. This is real. And not just it's real, this is Jesus. Can I suggest to you that your life is probably boring if you are not out healing the sick? Most people say, I don't want to be no Christian. Ain't nothing to do. It's plenty. Wait, wait. And, I, and I'm saying this, I'm saying this in an effort to say, don't live your life selfish and secretly. Because when you live your life as selfish and in secret, you'll think everything has to do with you. But one day, when you put your hands on a person that can't see, and you know they can't see, and you pray for them, and they start to see, something happens to you. could focus on sin. We could talk about sin, but we already know what it is. The problem is we don't talk enough about potential because when you focus on potential, then you can't focus on sin. Here, this is a gospel. The gospel says that you no longer have to live sin conscience. But if all you hear is sin, 
And if you live your life trying not to, you going to do what? Sin. I'm telling you, you can live a life you don't have to think about it. How is that possible? You got to lose your mind. <laughs> what am I saying? Isaiah, what are you saying? A lot of you are already giving pieces of your mind away. But you got to begin to lose your mind. What is this exchange? For the mind of Christ. There is a combination here. I'm trying to give you code. It's like when you growing up, you playing Nintendo, and you're when you playing double dribble. See, I'm, I'm, it was ABBA, right? ABBA is the cheat code. It's like, yo, cuz, what's the cheat code? You're like, ABBA. <laughs> like, how can I go off on my game? It's like, ABBA. Like, hey, hey, hey. I'm giving you code for how and the way that the Lord wants to take your hands and do something with it. You know, it's a beautiful thing. We look at the apostles and we're like, man, how do these dudes do that? Twelve of these boys out here getting it. They all, can I tell you something? Historians tell you this. The apostles range, the confusing thing, they're probably from about 15 to 22. Listen to me. 15 to 22. They went in the synagogue, and the only person that was even able to pay taxes, well, I believe, was Peter. And you had to be 22 to pay taxes. The rest couldn't pay. They were too young. What am I saying? God chose 12 knuckleheads, young, to change the whole course of our culture. I'm not saying if you're not between the ages of 15 and 22, you're not usable. But I'm saying... God chose the foolish of them all. When he went shopping, he looked for the weed smoker. <laughs> Ain't nobody talking to me. When he went shopping, he looked for the promiscuous person. He said, you know what? I can do something with them. But he's looking at you and saying, look, y'all, I know you got secrets. But if you come out with it, I can use it. Look, I'm trying to take, listen, this is what happens. When you take the power away from a secret. When you take a power away from the secret, that power don't punk you no more. Because that power, that secret tell you to do everything it tell you to do. Be quiet, don't say, don't say nothing. You're like, all right, bet. Don't you do nothing. I won't say nothing. And you want to talk about it. You want to communicate it. But you're so embarrassed and your shame sets in on you and shame becomes your God and you everything it tells you to do. You just do it. I've seen great moves of the Spirit. I mean, walking and stepping over tumors in me. People with paralyzed faces moving. Online, people being healed old. I just chose to be foolish enough to say, you know what, Lord, if you want to do it, you, you, can, you, can, you can mess with me if you, if you want to mess with something. Come on. I'm submitting to you that the disciples, the apostles were very young. How do you know how young they were? Because when you get into the, in, the, in the gospel and you're talking about Mark, they having petty conversations like Jesus. Who going to get a seat next to you? 
<laughs> this, I'm, I'm saying, this tell you the age of the conversation. They like, yo, like, yo, I've been rocking with you for a while. You know, I was there when you did the water first, the wine thing. Who, who, who can sit next to you? And Jesus was like, nah. He said, I, I don't really have that, that, that right. God determines who sits. And if you read another part of the gospel, it's how petty they were. The same too when he got their mama. They said, we finna go get mama. <laughs> and she gonna solve this. And the Bible talks about because she was kindred to Jesus. So they said, well, let me go get mama because, you know, Jesus got a soft spot for her. And she said, Jesus. <laughs> now, which one of these, which one of them going to get a seat? He need a seat. And Jesus say, I can't even make that call. This it shows you the maturity level of people who change the world. Please listen to me. This is showing you the maturity level, the maturation level. They're arguing about, and they have foolish ambition. But God say, I'm going to use you to change the world. I, I want you to get this thought that is so beautiful in Joel 2, 27. In the last days, he says, I'm going to pour out my spirit upon what? All flesh. This is what he says. Your sons and your daughters will prophesy. Listen. Your old men will dream dreams. It's multi-generational. It's not a one. It's multi-generational. Your young men will see visions. Every, even on my servants, both men. Here it is. Both genders and women. Not trans, both genders. Hello. <laughs> I will pour out my spirit in those days and I will show wonders in the heavens. And on earth, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth. As it is where? In heaven. You know, the Bible talks about whenever you hear anything twice, that means the Lord is saying, pay attention. Like when you say, verily, verily, you say, pay attention. Whenever you hear, when your mommy calls your name twice, you better... <laughs> Pay attention. It said this in Joel, right? And then we go to Acts. This how dope it is, right? Excuse it. I mean, this how cool it is. <laughs> I just want to translate myself. So we go to Acts, right? When I get there, Acts chapter 2, he references Joel's prayer. Acts chapter 2, verse 17. In the last days, God says, I will pour my spirit upon all people, your sons and your daughters. This is the moment that the church has been waiting for. This was the moment that we're, this is the reason that we're here gathering today. That one night they had a youth meeting. <laughs> Ain't nobody talking to me. I'm trying to tell you. They had a youth and young adult gathering. They say, yo, pull up, pop out, come to the house. They came to the house. And they said, what are we going to do, man? I don't know. We just going to chill. We going to wait. Wait on what? Jesus said, he coming. He said, man, we going to wait. What y'all want to do? So I can, imagine, I can imagine the chatter and the conversation. Man, when he coming? 
You know, you watch Friday. He's like, man, when your mama leaving? It's like, it's the situation like, when he coming? And can you imagine the tension in the room? Like, man, he ain't even coming. You know how we talk. He ain't coming. We just, man, it's late. It's late, bro. He ain't coming. And then had something happen. He said, suddenly. Hey, cuz, you heard that? <laughs> bro, you heard that? Stop playing. Stop playing. Suddenly, a sound rush of a mighty wind filled the room. Hear me. This is a room of young people. A young people that have been accused of cussing. Not accused, they've been caught cussing. Cutting people's ears off. Lying, betrayal. This is the church. <laughs> this makes sense. God is, I don't care what you done. I am concerned about what you are doing. Hear, hear me. He, when he picked them up while they was fishing, he knew they was going to cuss. He picked you knowing all that you would even do. He already knew what you was going to do when you was going to do it. And he knew he was going to lie about saying you didn't do it even when you did do it. Sound came as a rush of a mighty wind. Filled the room. Peter, 22, 21, got up, spoke. Thousands were added to the kingdom. A young person, but then you had people. You had the old head, the older people. And they drunk. <laughs> they drunk. And he said, not, he not, we ain't what you think we own. We own something, but we ain't on what you think we own. This is my intention for you, is that I want to free you today. Hear, hear me, hear me, hear me. Hear me by way of Jesus saying, I already know what you went to. Just like he came to the woman at the way. You have to understand the context of the story. Where Samaritans and Jews, they ain't even rock. They ain't mess with each other. Jesus could have gotten where he was going to go faster if he went the other way. The Bible says he went out of his way to encounter the Samaritan woman. You're already on the conversation. Here's the crux of it. Go home and tell you, I don't got no man at home. He said, you right. You ain't. <laughs> hey, ain't that, ain't that a trip? You don't really know who you talking to, though. This man seeing your soul. And you like, I ain't got no man. I ain't got no man. He like, you right. You ain't got no man you got. Five. He's the, and the one you with, they ain't even your husband. She like, dang, good. <laughs> Everything she was thinking, she like, you know why I ain't got a husband? I gotta been doing this. I've been smoking weed. <laughs> you know when you finally get in trouble, you just be like, oh my God, I'm, I just stole. 
And you know when you start telling too much, they be like, you stole. <laughs> you like, oh, wait a minute, maybe I went too far. And guess, guess what? This is what I'm showing you. That, man, we just hiding from people. You're going to outlive an opinion. You're going to outlive what people say, I knew you was. I knew you was. I knew you was. But that didn't confuse God. I like to tell this story. And I believe something. I feel it in my heart. I felt this in my heart at another meeting I was in. And I haven't felt this a lot of times. But I really feel like the Lord's going to do something here today. Uh, how many people in this room ever, you ever been to the bathroom before? Raise your hand. Anybody heard me tell this before? Okay. No, no, no. Like, legit. Don't be ashamed. Because if you, if you hang... If you haven't, we can pray that healing and it happen right now. How many people ever been to the bathroom? Raise your hand. Don't you raise it high. Little girl, you better raise your hand high. I know you've been to the bathroom. <laughs> so <laughs> when you go to the bathroom, a couple of things happen. You either do it number one or you do it number two. Or depending on how your day went, you might hit them with a combo. Like, I don't know. <laughs> Depends. I don't know. But when you do it, number one, you probably just go in, you get in, you get out, and prayerfully wash your hands as the signs tell you. If there were no signs, you still know to do that. But when you do it, number two, it's a little bit more complex. Huh? It's more of an in inspection before it even happened. you like... You making sure that it's just you and you. So when you get in there, you start to do your thing, right? <laughs> You're doing what you got to do. And you're trying to do it before somebody else get there. <laughs> but something happens. Somebody come in. And don't be at school or don't be at work where people know your feet. <laughs> <laughs> People know your feet. So somebody come in there and you like, oh. <laughs> right? And you're trying to get, you trying to stop your body, but your body ain't listening to you, and you like, ugh, you just still doing. So you take your feet, at least it's me, and you put it up on the back of the, the, the thing so nobody see. They be like, uh, that's Christina. <laughs> I ain't Pastor Rashad. I ain't got it. I know at least happened like that for me. And you trying to wait till they leave, and when they leave, you hurry up. You trying to get out. You trying to get out. You washing your hands prayerfully. You washing your hands. But then the, your worst nightmare happens. That as you're walking out, you see somebody walking in. And if you're a Christian, you face like, do I lie today? Is this the day that I lie or do I just face my music? What do I mean? You're walking up to him, it's like slow motion. And you're like, okay, do I say it? Me? But I'm just going to tell I like throwing myself under the bus, bro. Sometimes I'll just be like, man, I don't know who that was in there, but hey, somebody just came out there and they blew that mug up, man. And it's like, I can't even go and use it. 
Don't go in there. <laughs> don't, don't go in there. That's me, though. Some people are like, I don't care. I care. <laughs> but let me ask you a question, though. Why are we embarrassed to do what the bathroom was designed for us to do? Think about the idea, the concept, that the bathroom was created for us to release all of that. But why is it that we don't want to do it even in a place that it was designed for us? It's only because there's a fear of judgment, accusation, and you don't want anybody to know that you stink. You don't want nobody to know you cutting up. Because you know you can tell a lot about a person, by the way. <laughs> you like, uh-uh, that ain't just regular boo-boo. They ain't washed up. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? You be like, ooh, uh-uh, that's different. <laughs> I remember when I was growing up, my mom used to say, uh-uh, you ain't took no... <laughs> she said, that ain't regular. find humor in the message because you can get a lot across. Understanding that the bathroom was created for a reason, for release, but we don't do it or we shy away from it because we don't want people to, us to identify this smell with who we are. Can I parallel that? Much like the church. The church was created for a place for us to release. The altars were always built for sacrifice and release. But we don't do it because, not because we don't want to, but because the person to the left or right of us may say, no. I knew it was something. I can't believe you did that. I can't believe that happened to you. I can't believe you allowed that to happen. But you have to understand that even in the bathroom, when the smell gets so bad in the bathroom, bro, there are these contraptions that are in the bathroom. And they're loaded with a scent to dissipate the smell. It doesn't matter how many people are going in this bathroom, sometimes that thing just gets to going overtime. Because it releases, it releases a scent to cover. You know, it's funny that if we all came to this altar and we start to say, Lord, this is what. I've done this. I've done that in my Christian. I've done The Bible says wherever there is sin, that much more. Grace about grace covers. This is the idea but we don't even give grace the opportunity to cover. Let me ask you, how, you're powerful now with the secret. <laughs> Wait. God uses you crazy with it. But what if you ain't have it? A lot of people in this room, you got issues. 
weak. A lot of us got daddy issues. They weren't there. Our identity is so many other things. But can I tell you something? If I don't know one thing, and if I don't know nothing in my life, I know God loves you. And I need you to hear me. He don't just love you. He ain't love you. This is not just a student. This is every person in this room. That he didn't down across for us to be faithful. He died on the cross so we can have life and more abundant. This is the gospel. When the last time you thought about the cross? When the last time you thought about the way that he, he went to get to where he got? He on the cross, he hanging there, he keep on to go. He had, a, he had a moment of humanity, like, man, let, this, let it pass. He said, not my will. You know what they did? Got on that cross, they pulled his hair out by their hand. I need you to hear what I'm saying. I need you to look at me, like, look at me when I'm telling you this. They pulled his hair by their hand. Asked for water, they put alcohol on the sponge and burned his mouth. Can you imagine you not had water for days and you finally get water, but it's alcohol and it goes in the cracks of your mouth? This is Jesus we refer to. Beat him with a cat of nine tails, his bones was exposed. You think this was just a cool day? I'm going to that cross. He was like, listen, you, do you understand why he didn't even come off? He could have. He could have came off the cross. He could have been like, I don't want to do this. But you know why he didn't? Because he saw your face. I need you to hear me. Hold it, hold it. He, he, he saw your face. How is this possible? That one man can see the face of every person the same way as possible, that he knows every hair on your head, the same way as possible. The voice said the Bible, he knew your name. He knew you before you were born. This is the same God, he, eternity, sitting on a cross, and he saw all humanity and said, I can't move. This was eternity on the cross, you understand? In human form, eternity pinned on the curse. A curse on a curse. Two negatives make a positive. They got a curse and they put on a curse so he can consume the curse, so he can become the, we can become the righteousness of God. This is the gospel. Gospel, this is the good news, man. I can preach a five-point sermon. I can preach a three-point sermon. I can give you hermeneutics. I can give you all that other stuff. I'll... But it's Jesus. And if you don't meet Jesus in the sermon, it's just another sermon. It doesn't matter how beautiful the songs are and how much they labor to take you somewhere, but if you don't meet Jesus in the worship, you don't know him.
don't care how many times you read your Bible. If you don't meet Jesus in the scripture, you don't know him. One day you got to meet him. And my goal is to meet him before I have to see him because if I see him and I don't know him, I won't live with him for the rest of my life. I don't just want people to tell me about him. I don't just want people to tell me how amazing he is. I want to know for myself. I don't want people to just tell me that he says, come unto me all that are heavy and heavy laden. For I, give. I don't want you to tell me the only way you're going to know if you got heavy stuff and you come to him and you give him at the altar. This is how you know him. This is how you know that he's a weight bearer. Heavy load sharer. If you don't give him your load, you don't know that he got you. If you don't give him your stuff, you don't know how he can do it. You only look at him as somebody pointing his finger at you, but he's pointing his finger at you like this, not like this. And he's saying, come to me. He ain't never too young for it. We already know the apostles, they were young. And you're not too old for it. This is Jesus Christ. Lion in. The lily of the valley. This is Jesus. Eternity and humanity. This is Jesus. Grave and alive. This is Jesus. The same person who preached in hell. And he took the power away from the enemy. Here's a story, a part they don't tell you in the Bible, most don't talk about. And after he got up out that thing, in three days, everybody that was down there that didn't know who he was, they got out with him. The Bible says they begin to walk amongst the earth. This is, this is, this is Jesus. Everybody that was down there before they heard him, he gave them the gospel. And they all got up and they walked the earth. You know, for those that are not sure about him, he's tangible for us all. Thomas was like, yo, I don't know if he's coming back. Everybody else seen him, but I don't know if he's coming back, I don't know. He rolled up on Thomas. He said, Thomas, he said, look at my hand. Thomas wasn't going to believe him unless he saw him and his hand had holes in it. Here's the thing. God wants you to get to a point that it's not, a, it's still not a bleeding wound, but it's a heal. Uh, listen to what I'm saying. A lot of us don't open and expose our scars because it's still got blood on it because we keeping it covered but Jesus was able to be like look y'all look it's me I'm good I got a hole but this one was for you 
I got this one for you, Thomas, because I knew you was going to need this. There's a move of God here. There's a move of God here. We can connect it locally and globally. There's a move of God going on globally. But my question is, do you want to join it? Because there's a move of God going on locally here. What was coming from this platform this morning? That was a move of the Spirit. God is doing something here at this church. But guess what's going to happen? People are going to start coming. And you can't be like the prodigal son, the one that stayed home, and say, well, why do they get the road? I mean, why they get that? Why they get that? How they get that? I want to say this and hear my heart, please. Hear my heart and all. That God loves the believer. He died so you could be a believer. But he's more passionate about the loss. Why? Because he died for the loss. I'll say it like this. He's not in the business of coddling believers. I'll say it like this. Prodigals know how to get home. The lost don't. That's why the Bible said when he came to himself, he knew how to get home. Nobody had to, hey, you, you don't know how to get home? No, he knew where home was. But the lost don't even know where home. But we so busy trying to rehabilitate us and get us back where we need to be that we don't have enough time to actually go show the lost where home is. You want to change the world? Yeah. Jesus said, you want to rock with me? Drink my blood. They was like, nah. <laughs> the Bible said it was thousands of people. It was thousands of people that left. He said, I'm going to separate the wheat right quick. He said, you want to drink my blood? They were like, nah, I'm full. <laughs> he said, okay, let me separate this. You want to eat my flesh? Like, nah, I'm going to damn you. <laughs> I'm going to fast. Listen to this, though. Listen to this revelation. He didn't say that the people that left weren't Christian. He didn't say that they weren't Christians. They just weren't disciples. Follow Jesus. Matthew 3.2 says so beautifully, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. But he didn't say it like that. Most translations, there's an exclamation point at the end of that phrase. Repent for the kingdom of heaven. That's what he said. Is at hand. Why is it an exclamation point? Because he's saying, I'm coming. I'm coming. I'm coming, and I'm coming, and I'm giving you time, and I'm giving you opportunity, and I'm giving you grace, and I'm giving you time. And I'm he said, repent for the kingdom of heaven is close as a handshake away. 
church, there's a move of spirit coming that the earth has never seen. And it won't be one like we've even read about before because it hasn't been written. The code, there's code there for us to get the move as the glory of God covers the earth, as the waters cover the sea. This is the move of God that's coming. He says, but will you repent or be a part? Because here's the thing about a move of water. Either you're going to get on top You don't care how talented you are. It ain't about how good we can do stuff. He want to take our, he's more interested in taking our testimony and using his glory more than so than taking our gift and using it for his glory. Because your gift makes people excited about you. Your story and the redemption makes people love him. That's just what it is. When a woman at the well, guess what? Nobody knew her gift, but they knew her story. The Bible says she went back to her neighborhood and say, hey, this is what happened to me. Y'all got to come see you. Man, he, I'm, I'm sure she went to her house. She was like, you got to go, you got to go, you got to go, you got to go, you got to go. All y'all got to go. And everybody got to go. Jesus saved my life. And guess what happened? She went and told everybody. The Bible says later on in that verse, he said, take me to, I want to go see Jesus. Her story led people to him, not to her. Everything on you, me, has to bow to the name of Jesus. Now this is one of those services, it's just gonna take a lot of courage. It's going to take a lot of courage for you and me. Because I'm sure if we all had bubbles that followed us with what was going on in our life, people would never want to leave the crib. Some days I'd just be like, I'm standing in the house today. I don't want nobody to know what I'm thinking today. That's why he put a crown of thorns on his head for our minds. Today, I believe God wants to release gifts and take burdens. Here's the deal. Listen, I've seen this exchange in other meetings before. I've seen these things happen. That as people release secrets, not on a microphone, that's not what I'm saying. As people come to God releasing secrets, he's giving gifts. This is how the exchange works. This is how it works. Once you give him something, y'all seen it, um, Post when he had was trying to tell the little girl to give her the ba little bear, and he had that big old bear behind his back, and she was like, he was like, give me the little bear, and he had something else bigger that he wanted to give her. This is what God, give me this little petty thing that seems really big to you. Listen, I know it seems big. It's holding you down. It's losing sleep. You having nightmares, depression, different things. You worn with shame, guilt. Don't want to know what nobody. He said, "Give it to me," and I got some way bigger. Whatever you give me, I'm gonna crush what you're gonna give me. Whatever you gonna give me, I have something that I'm gonna give you. But you gotta give it to me. 
I pray that today's message blessed your life. If you're in the St. Louis, Missouri area, you are invited to join us on Sunday for our worship service at the Advancing Church located at 4152 Washington Boulevard. Our service promptly starts at 11 a.m. We also have a Bible study every Thursday at 7.20 p.m. Visit our church website at theadvancingchurch.org to get more information about what our church is doing for our community, our co-read initiative, entrepreneurial playbook for and much more. This is Pastor Jordan. Have a blessed week.